Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After the final buzzer sounds, we're here to wrap it up. Why not? You're Steph Curry! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7. Warriors Wrap-Up is presented by Realtor.com. The home for home search. John Dickinson and Matt Kolsky. Matt Kolsky and John Dickinson. Regardless, we're here with you to break down the Warriors and the Oklahoma City Thunder. 888-957-9570. The Warriors with their second consecutive competitive loss. Matt Kolsky in a week of... Competitive losses with one yeah. victory, of course, around uh, surrounding all that against Portland. Competitive losses are a good thing at this point. We're going to be saying this hopefully a lot because the alternative, I think, is going to be non-competitive losses more often than not. And look, we know what this game could have looked like if the Warriors stopped competing in the second quarter because we saw it. It was the second game of the year and it was awful. And... If you're a Warrior fan who just watched this game and doesn't feel so good about it, I encourage you to remember what that game looked like a couple weeks ago. Because it was awful. The first half was basically an extension of that game. It felt like it. Yeah, to Although some they degree. as bad. But they didn't, even, there was even a little run, I want to say, late in the first quarter, where they cut it from maybe somewhere in the neighborhood of 12 to somewhere in the neighborhood of 6. And... That doesn't mean much if you're competing for a title. But if you're competing for the top overall draft pick, I think that's a meaningful level of engagement from a team that, again, very easily could have rolled over and did anything but. Also, keep in mind, 41-24 third quarter, this is a team that played last night and then flew from Minnesota to Oklahoma City. Like, of course they were dead in the fourth. Of course they were. Yeah, and look, we talked about it before the game, the fact that losing the way the Warriors did last night was going to adversely affect the ball game tonight. Now, it it turned out the Warriors played their worst basketball of the evening in the first half. Uh, But then, you know, those first couple of minutes of the third quarter, when you look at the Warriors being down at the half as they were, 60-43, to and you're thinking, okay, well, how much fight is this team actually going to show in the third quarter, second of a back-to-back, knowing that they're coming home. And they they showed a ton of fight. A 41-24 yes. third quarter. The, the Warriors wind up a 22-4 run, uh, a 49-26 run to make it 84-84 on the D'Angelo Russell bank three at the end of the frame. The Warriors would actually score four after the Thunder scored the first two of the fourth quarter to take a brief two-point lead. The Thunder would tie it. Uh, and then pull away again, leading uh, 95-88, then 106-92, before the Warriors again rallied to cut it down to five with about a minute uh, and 30 to go. Uh, But ultimately, the Thunder prevail in this one 
by a final score of 114 to 108. So you add it all up at the end of the night, and, and there's a lot to get into, but you add it all up at the end of the night, and the Warriors are 2-8, and eight, which currently stands as the worst record in the NBA. They are all alone in the, as Anthony Slater, our friend, calls them, the upside-down standings. <laughs> yes, they're all alone at the top of the upside-down standings. Not bad. I mean, I, not a bad thing. Although, I guess, what is it? As long as they're top three of the upside-down standings, well, their lottery odds are the Steve same? Steve Kerr may not agree with, with with you on that. I mean, he was pretty adamant, and, and we were listening to Steve Kerr on the, the network portion of the post game show, and you know he he really said, "Hey, we we need to get some wins. Got to correct the mistakes. Shouldn't accept our our fate." Was the exact quote. Shouldn't feel feel sorry for ourselves and say, "Well, we have all these injuries. We're playing for the lottery and all this crap. We should win some games." And he noted they could have won two out of three on this trip. I guess they could have. That's an interesting way of looking at it, and I think that's exactly how Steve Kerr should be looking at it. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with Steve Kerr trying to win. That's his job. I also think he's up against it. I mean, this is not a roster that's built for a lot of wins. It's just not. And we could say it 16 different ways. It's just... Could they have won this game? I mean, I guess. Would it have surprised me? Yes, very much. Very much. This is not a position where a team like this is likely to win a game. Nine guys down to eight at halftime with Amari Spellman not available. Undermanned, back half of a back-to-back on the road, long flight the night before. I don't expect... These are games that are schedule losses for good teams. So... Yeah, Steve Kerr should be frustrated with rookie mistakes. He even used the phrase rookie mistakes in that in that soundbite you're talking about, right? But they're rookies. I mean, a lot of the guys making rookie mistakes are rookies. And if they're not rookies, maybe they're second or third year players under 23 years old. You don't have to like it, but you better get used to it. The Warriors found out about 45 minutes before the game that they would not have Eric Paschal. Eric Paschal out Pascal too. with a hip contusion. So they started the night believing that they were going to have 10 bodies. Eric Paschal goes down, apparently didn't tell anybody he was feeling a little discomfort uh, in the hip. He came in for treatment. He couldn't get it, it loosened up, so they decided to sit him out. It sounds like it's a minor deal, and, and he could be back as soon as Monday when the Warriors are back home against the Jazz. So Pascal goes out, and then at halftime, Amari Spellman uh, winds up out uh, with a sprained left ankle. So the Warriors finish this thing with just eight healthy bodies. And we were kind of talking about this before the show, but you better be real careful. Just let, maybe don't let guys leave the facility before Monday. Because if you lose another guy, I literally don't know what you do. You can't start a game with seven players. And I don't know that they're allowed to sign another guy. Now, you mentioned, I suppose, they could cut Marquise Chris and try to squeeze two. But I thought Chris was on the veteran minimum. So I don't even know if it's possible. (laughs) If somebody somehow, like if Damian Lee gets strep throat, uh, they might forfeit Monday. Like, I really don't know what happens. And you might, what you would have to do is suit a guy up and then not play him. Right. I suppose that's that's right. You'd have to suit up a seventh, uh, an eighth guy, and just play with seven. But that doesn't sound like a great option either. I mean, with twelve, this team is in trouble. 
with eight, I, I don't know how you can expect them to do anything. Good night, all in all, uh, once you start to look at the numbers as the Warriors wind up with D'Angelo Russell having 30. He actually had 30 through three quarters uh, in this ball game. did not score in the fourth quarter. Alec Burks got the start for Eric Paschal as Paschal was out. He winds up with 23. Uh, Glenn Robinson knocked down a couple of more threes. He's right around the 40% mark in terms of three-pointers. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein played better than he did last night, and Marquise Chris probably had his best game uh, with the Golden State Warriors, 24 minutes, 10 points, a, f- a 4 of 7. He was pressed into action, uh, more action than he may have otherwise seen due to the Spellman injury, and, and he was a part of the positives tonight for this team. Played defense tonight. I mean, I think that was the biggest thing. Yeah, 10 points on 4 of 7 is nice, you know, a few rebounds, but played defense. And looked more aggressive when the ball did find him on offense. The, the preseason version of Marquise Chris looked awesome. And since the regular season started, it's been fewer minutes, more intermittent time on the floor, and just less engaged and also a little more timid. And I thought tonight was the first night where it looked like he felt like he belonged the whole time he was out there. And maybe even more so, I feel like you could sort of see when Spellman wasn't available, Chris was sort of like, it's my time. Had a couple dunks, had a couple blocks, and I like the effort. That's all you're trying to get is good effort from all the guys you have on your roster right now to see which ones of them might belong in the future. 888-957-9570, As you listen to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, a radio.com sports station. Chilton Auto Body text line is open as well. This is Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. John Dickinson and Matt Kolsky following the Warriors 114-108 loss uh, at the hands of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Golden State now drops to 2-8 and eight on the season and mentioned it briefly. The Warriors now an NBA worst 2-8. and eight. They are the only team in the league at the close of business tonight with eight losses. So uh, if you're looking at, at lottery positioning and, and things of that nature, as I think it, that's going to become a part of the storyline already is and something we kind of look at uh, at the end of the night, uh, once these games come and go, 10 games in and the Warriors do have the, the worst record in the league, uh, which, again, if that would hold true, they would have the same amount of odds as the four worst teams or is the it other four? three. It's four now, okay. and the – the worst record in the league now only guarantees you the fifth pick. Right. At, right, right, right. You know, at worst. It used to be the fourth pick. Because three teams could jump you, and now it's now four teams, four teams can jump In theory. You. Right. But the odds are the same for those worst four records. Yeah, and so, honestly, I think it's going to be hard for the Warriors to get out of that four, the way they've looked to this point. I mean, it, things may change when Steph Curry comes back, but for now... They're certainly one of the four worst teams in basketball with this roster. The the stat that I saw tonight that I guess should not have surprised me but did a little bit was the on-off D'Angelo Russell stats. So D'Lo, 34 minutes, was plus 11. A little fast math there will tell you that in a little less than 18 minutes without D'Angelo Russell, they were minus 17. That's not uh, 
That's not a recipe that's going to dictate a lot of success. No. So I, I think a huge part of that is who's your next ball handler up? I mean, it's Kai Bowman. Yeah, and, Kai, and Kai Bowman hasn't been nearly as effective the last two games as he was when it was his show and you didn't have Russell and you didn't really and have look, anybody else. Kai Bowman is a tough little guy yeah. and, and respect to him, but he's not a lead NBA ball handler. No. That, that's just not who he is. And I thought Jordan Poole handled nicely tonight when he was given the opportunity. He actually had six assists and only two turnovers. That that I've said that already about Poole, that the way he handles and passes has impressed me. And I thought that was true tonight. But he also looked afraid to shoot tonight. So, you know, there's going to be good and bad with each game with a lot of these young players. But I think you got to embrace the good things. And tonight, it was Marquise Chris. It was, again, D'Angelo Russell and... They're going to have to find ways to compete a little better when he's not on the floor. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you are on Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game as we hit the phones at 888-957-9570. Mike, you're uh, on with J.D. and Kolsky. Yeah, hey, what's up, boys? Yeah, I, you know, I can't help but find myself encouraged by some of these players. You know, you got Pascal ripping it up on his birthday for 36. You got um, Russell just taking over and showing us what he can do. You know, you see flashes from some of these other guys. You mentioned 40% uh, from the three-point line from Robinson. You know, but then I find myself discouraged by the fact of thinking of what could be. You know, if we had Clay and Draymond and Steph in the mix with these guys, I mean, I think we really could have something. You know, so it's, it's fun. I find myself being, you know, encouraged by it, but also a little saddened, you know, because I do believe we could compete and also, you know, compete with a lot of these you know, teams and, you know, easily get a playoff spot. Yeah. If D'Angelo Russell is your third or fourth guy, instead of your one, you're a much better basketball team. I don't think there's any question about that. I I don't know if, I don't know if I'd have them as favorites, but I'd have them in the argument if they were fully healthy. Sure. But we knew as recently as July that this was not going to be a fully healthy year. So, I, I mean, the the mostly healthy option was probably all you're going to get. And I'm not sure this team with Steph, Russell, and Draymond without Clay, I, I don't think they're a championship contender. No. And it didn't look good the first it sure handful didn't. of games. It looked like a team that was going to maybe get it together at some point, but they did not look like... And look, it was a very small sample size. And as Steve Kerr mentioned in the network portion of the postgame show, you know, he they've come a long way just in the two weeks since they were last in Oklahoma City, just even though there's out. been more pieces that yes. have been taken away. Just to figure out what guys do and, and where to put them, they've so come a long way. I think you have to give them the benefit of the doubt that they would have gotten better with yes. that group that yes. we're talking about. But that group in the short amount of time that they played together didn't look like a playoff team. Better they looked than like that, a mid-30s team. That's right. Better than that was not great. So... The, the whole point, and I think this kind of plays to what the caller says, the whole point of this year is that team he's talking about, realistically, the soonest we're going to see it is October of 2020. Yes. And, and so this year is about figuring out the rest of that team. If the start of that team is Steph, Clay, Draymond, and maybe D'Angelo Russell, this year is about figuring out who are 5 through 10 on that roster. Yeah, and, and a lot of these guys... Uh, they're playing for maybe having spots, but I think a lot of these guys aren't going to be a part of it. Uh, but 
every single one of these guys is playing for an NBA career, no with doubt. the exception of D'Angelo Russell and, and the rookies. None of the rest of these guys have an NBA career assured to them. So every minute they're on the floor, they're competing for their basketball lives. Sure, and there's two ways to, to look at, I think, every single Warriors game. You can look at it in the you know short term of what happened on that night and how does it relate to either a win or a loss for this Warriors team. And then you have to look at it in the context of the the big picture and the future and who fits big picture in the future. And I think right now there's a lot of unknowns. I mean, you just start with D'Angelo Russell. Is D'Angelo Russell going to be on the Warriors a year from now? Flip a coin because I don't know. Flip a coin uh, is the right answer. And, and, the, and the, you know, the disappointing part of the injuries is the fact that the Warriors probably aren't going to get a look at what Curry and Clay and D'Angelo Russell look like together. So and, and they may. I mean, it's not a lock that they won't, but they probably won't get enough of a look to really know for sure here's before I, they have to make a decision if that's the route that they want to go. And then there's other players that we can get to. I'll let you jump in here. There's other players that you can get to where we can kind of go line by line, and it's like, well, do they fit? Do they not fit? Yeah, so some of these questions will answer themselves. I mean, Alec Burks has a one-year deal, so he's not signed for next year. He's almost certainly going to be traded. Uh, Two-way players you're not going to have to worry too much about right now. Omari Spellman is under contract. They picked up his option already, so he's going to be here. Whether he plays a part or not is remains to be seen. A lot of this stuff will figure itself out. But as far as the mixing in D'Angelo with Stephen Clay... The timeline's not perfect because Steph's injury is a little too long and Clay's injury is a little too long. But I'm not so sure there's not some benefit to doing it this way. Not not exactly, but in a way where first Steve Kerr gets a look at what D'Angelo Russell does best in a vacuum, basically, by himself. Okay, now I know who D'Angelo Russell is as a player. I'm bringing Steph Curry back. Now how can I use what I know about D'Angelo Russell and meld it with what I already know, everything, about Steph Curry? And then once we kind of find a rhythm there, then we bring Clay back in a couple weeks later and maybe we could figure out how to get him involved. I don't think that's the worst thing for figuring it out. The problem is if either Steph or Clay are delayed a little bit, you start to run out of road, and I think that's what you're talking about. If you If you don't get all three of them on the floor – with but three games left in the season, that doesn't do you yeah. much good. What do you, what, it, it looks like it's not going to be enough time to really know. I mean, if sure. Steph really came back in mid-February, you could get a few weeks of the two of them to try to figure that out, and then maybe two weeks at the end of the year of clay. That wouldn't be terrible. Not impossible. Not impossible. Not impossible, but it just not likely doesn't either. seem likely. No, it doesn't. You're right. All right, 888-957-9570, 888 We're going to hear from Alec Burks. We hope to hear from D'Angelo Russell as well. We've got your call of the game coming up. Uh, Warriors lose to the Thunder tonight, 114-108. to You heard it right here, 95-7 the game. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson, Matt Kolsky, and you at 888 888-957-957-0. 888-957-9570. Warriors 2 and 8. Thunder beat the Dubs tonight in OKC, 114-108. to uh, The Warriors 0-3 on the road trip, now 1-4 and overall on the road. One 
positive sign among a few that we've talked about, Matt Kolsky. The Warriors were perfect at the free throw line again tonight. 17 for 17. Uh, The second time this season that any team has made a free throw or that many free throws without a miss, Washington did it. I don't think Jordan missed yet. I don't think he has either. And that, that's been... You know, I mean, sh- from the foul line, I yes. should say. <laughs> well, he's missed just about every other shot, <laughs> yeah, right. non-Pelicans game, uh, when the Warriors were able to win in New Orleans. So, the the uh, yeah, the Warriors, just the seventh time in the West Coast era for the Warriors that they've attempted at least 17 without a miss. Yeah. So, you know, rare stuff that you see a team go through a whole game without missing a free throw. I think the Warriors missed one free throw in the game last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jordan Poole, 23 of 23 from the free throw line. So, yeah, lot, you, you look at that and it, it look, it, it, that's been a big reason when you start to look, and it was 23 of 24 last night. So, you know, you do the math on that, 40 of 41 over yeah. two nights, and that's a big reason why the Warriors playing 10 and 9 and eventually 8 players have been able to hang in a couple of these games. Another big reason tonight was scoring off turnovers. Uh, they won the points off turnover battle by 14 points tonight. And a lot of... Uh, that a lot of times when that happens, it's a team throwing it away and the other team running out and scoring. And tonight, I just think it was the Warriors executing when they got those turnovers. I don't feel like they were running, running out in the break much tonight. So there are things to like, and and I think the defensive competition level remains pretty high. They still have too many guys who get lost on defense, and I think that's the nature of playing with a team that's mostly under twenty three and undersized as well. But a Jordan Poole, he really competes defensively. And D'Angelo Russell, these last two games, he's looked a lot more active on defense to me than he did in the first few. So the, all those things to me are little wins, and, and little wins has to be the thing we focus on this season. Chilton Autobody, text line 925. We were talking about point guard minutes and, and guys that can handle the ball, and the 925 chimes in. Jacob Evans supposed to be that backup ball handler, that's right. uh, and that's true. They they converted him into a, a pseudo point guard during the summer league in the offseason. And he did look pretty good early. And he did, and he was even knocking down shots yep. early as well, which was a, a positive sign. All right, uh, we are going to hear from D'Angelo Russell coming up here momentarily, but first let's hear from Alec Burks. Alec Burks got the start for the Warriors in the ball game tonight, and Alec Burks wound up going for 23 points. Another positive performance from him. Let's hear from Alec Burks. Uh, now I wouldn't say that. I'm just trying to play my game, you know, just trying to, you know, catch a rhythm, you know, show, trying to help my teammate where I can, you know, just trying to play my part like everybody else is. Made a big push in the third quarter, but the fourth quarter, Oklahoma City came out on top. What kind of takeaways do you have from a game like tonight? Uh, they just capitalized on some of the mistakes we made. You know, and that's what good teams do. You know, they did that. You know, but we had we fought hard. You know, to the, uh, the buzzer sound. So I'm proud of my teammates. With, 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 with such a young team, can you take much solace just in the game strides, even if you lose, or, or is it, uh, does it get to a point where you just uh, it's definitely more of a victory. So, you know, the team definitely been playing better, especially when I was hurt. It's definitely a different team than it is now. So you could see that. But, you know, it's going to take your lumps and losses with a young team. Right? It's just it's how the league is sometimes. What was halftime like when you guys knew you'd have to play the second half with eight guys and finding the spirit to have that third quarter? Like like he just said, we got young guys. You know, we could play play hard. And that's what we did. We fought hard, played some, made some defensive stops, you know, right guy in transition, made some great plays. D-Lo started taking on over, you know. But, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, they, they scored more. 
What is it like having this experience and scoring and playmaking on the floor? But that experience, for sure. Tom plays like big plays, and that's what he does every night. So I can't nothing say nothing but be a great teammate and a great player. What do you think of that running three at the end of the, the quarter? I've seen him make it before, so it ain't nothing new to me. And having Steph on your team, you see him do something crazy. So I don't, I'm not shocked by anybody doing anything on the basketball court. So, yeah, Alec Burks getting his first start with the Warriors. 23 points, five boards, four assists. Second time he's gone for at least 20 in a game. And he said it, moral victories. There have been a few of them early on in this season. That's uh, not what you expect to hear, but he's right. He's right. It's it's surprisingly honest. I'm not sure I've ever heard a player talk about moral victories before. I was before. thinking the exact same thing, Matt. Um, but I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I, I'm all for honesty. And how could you not say that? That was kind of the point I was making early on. I can understand why a player would or a coach would choose not to say it because you don't want to talk that way. But if we're going to be honest, what was the date? Was it two weeks, two and a half weeks ago? That they went into the same building with a better team. Yeah, 13 days, actually. And got two, waxed. Yeah, two weeks tomorrow. Yeah. They got thrown around, slammed against walls, beaten bloody. So how does the, how is this not better than that? Like, it just is. A lot. And it was done with less talent. So, I mean, again, you can say no moral victories, only real victories count. But that's, uh, you're just setting yourself up for a miserable season. And I would imagine... Certainly for a guy like Russell, probably for anyone on this team with more than a year or two of experience, they're going to have to embrace the moral victories because they get it. The other thing he said in there was sometimes this is the way the league is. It's hard to win. And if the other guys make more shots than you, you don't win. That when you're a young team, you're mistake prone. And on top of that, this team happens to have less talent than most of the teams they go against. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Still have time for some phone calls. It's John Dickinson and Matt Kolsky here on Warriors Wrap-Up. We're brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Our call of the game is coming up. Uh, also, we're going to hear from D'Angelo Russell as the Warriors lose tonight in Oklahoma City. The Warriors did, though, have play five in double figures, which is the fourth straight game with at least five players scoring in double figures for the Warriors. So another sign of finding a little bit of offensive balance, even though you don't have all that many players out on the court. And really an excellent shooting night other than three-pointers. I mean, you know, Alec Burks 0 for 1, Jordan Poole 0 for 2, Damian Lee 1 for 4. You That's all three-point shooting. If you take that out, I mean, this is an unbelievable shooting night. And a lot of that had to do with moving the ball around, and a lot of that had to do with Oklahoma City po- paying an awful lot of attention to D'Angelo Russell and other guys getting some easy baskets as a result. I, I think those are the things you can get excited about tonight. All right, call of the game coming up, uh, and we'll hear from D'Lo. Warriors lose in OKC 114-108. to You heard it here on 95.7 The Game. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. 
John Dickinson and Matt Kolsky. Still time to sneak in a couple of calls at 888-957-9570, 888 We're also going to hear from D'Angelo Russell here as we wrap things up. Thunder beat the Warriors 114-108, to but first, let's get to our call of the game. It's time for the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. Goes to Russell, guarded by Paul. Four seconds with three off the screen. Russell puts up a three on the way. Bank it in! He banked it in at the buzzer, and this game is tied! Wow, a thrilling play there. D'Angelo Russell, 84 apiece as the Warriors were down by 23, uh, and they had a big run to tie it at 84 going to the fourth quarter. That's your call of the game. Make sure you tune in Monday morning. To Joe Lowe and Dibbs here on 95.7 The Game, 9.30 a.m. If you can correctly identify that call we just played, you'll win $50 to Schroeder's Restaurant at 240 Front Street in San Francisco. The call of the game is brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile, the best deal in wireless. So somebody won this morning. We did have a winner on Warriors this week. Man, because I was going to say that was about to be a hot 250 on Monday. That's right. Yeah, it was 200 we gave away at nine thirty this morning. That's yeah. a that's a nice date at Schroeder's, man. And and also, uh, and you know, Nash and Alex and the guys will attest to this. For whatever reason, it was the same thing last year. On the, the shows that I was a part of, gave away the money. We had, we had a trivia huh. contest last year. Yeah, yeah. And it was always like a random Sunday or, or a Saturday <laughs> that we had a I think a two thousand dollar pot at JD, one point. So you bring in the erudite, well educated listener. That's that's I'm, what's happening. I'm, and, I, and I'm a giver. I'm just a of giver. Course, of course, it's just just. Here you go, but yeah, don't if, don't call now though. It's to, that's <laughs> you well, Monday, you Monday get, night no. thirty. I, I mean, mean call go ahead. now if you want to talk about the game. Yeah, but you will not win any money. But you will not win any money or any <laughs> uh, you know any food from Schroeder's. No, nothing Terrific whatsoever. Place. Terrific place though. We go there sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've had a few it's right around the right station around the events there. It's uh, good times. Let's uh, some schnitzel and a beer. Hear from D'Angelo Russell. Yes, let's. shall we? Uh, D'Angelo Russell, 30 points in three quarters, didn't score in the fourth, but he did a, a hell of a job bringing the Warriors Quickly, back. Quickly, before, before you yeah. play it, I didn't think he was bad or no. disengaged in the fourth. Not at all. It just in fact, worked I, out that way. Yeah, he moved the ball. He made, he had a couple assists in that quarter. Like He has been really impressive. Yeah. No, I, I would I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Let's hear uh, from D'Lo following this one. I think we got better, man. Um, honestly, we... Like you said, at the fourth quarter, it was it was, it was what it was. We, we had a few defensive lapses, but as a team, as a whole, I think we, we got better. Yeah. Does this feel at all kind of like how you operated on the Nets last year as far as a bunch of high screens, a bunch of usage, especially once Karras went out? I mean, it is what it is. I think um, at this point, we we have we got to work with what we have to work with. Um, we put in a, a system that was working with, working for us, and then few injuries happen, we had to switch it up and, and do that. So I think it just gives guys an opportunity, another opportunity to step up. Steve was just here kind of talking about not accepting your fate. For sure, for sure. Especially with such a young team, with the narrative around the team about lottery bound, how do you guys not accept the fate? I think it's just buying into what, 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 what these coaches preaching. Um, it's a long season, so um, buying into what he's saying and, and not really keeping up with what's going on outside the fishbowl, I think we'll be all right. Um, <clears throat> got a, y- a lot of younger guys as well, so it's it's, it's it's easy for them to just 
include myself to just get off ta- get off track and, and, and not be locked in as you can. When a few, few losses start piling up, you just got to stay locked in and, and be fine. I feel like at halftime you guys needed to come out in the third quarter. And Say that again. In, at halftime, was there a feeling in the locker room that you needed to come out in the second half and, and yeah. improve yourself in the situation? I mean, yeah, at halftime you get to readjust and, and, and figure out what you need. You know, going into the first of what you didn't do, so I think that's that's definitely a, a time for us to to lock lock back in. Was there something specific that you guys? I mean, saw we, we, we had a lot, a few mental laps. We were, we were beating ourselves a few times, fouling when they were in the bonus, um, offensive rebounds, little things of that sort. So, how much does it help having a guy like Alec Burks out there, a guy who's kind of a proven scorer in this league? Definitely proven scorer. Um, you know, I think that takes the pressure off a lot of guys. You know, we can go to him and he's Mr. Reliable and get it done as well. So um, it's great. Are there, any, are there signs of progress that you were able to see on this three-game road trip despite going on three? For sure. Like I said, going on the road in general, um, that's when we gave ourselves chances at the end of the game. And then getting off to a good start was, was our main focus. And I think we did that. So just keep building on it. D'Angelo Russell following the Warriors' loss to the Thunder, 114-108. to Any concern at just how happy everybody is? That was my, you know, Alec Burks feeling good, talking about moral victories. D'Angelo Russell feeling good, made some mistakes, getting better. I mean, it depends, right? I, that doesn't bother me. Because these guys got to live with this every day, too, right? And they're not idiots, D'Angelo Russell, he on some level, is aware that if he is on a Western Conference team where he is very clearly the best player, that team's not going to win a lot. Like, he knows that. And so I think it's only reasonable to find other things to be, let's not say happy, let's say pleased about. Because I don't know that they're throwing a party after tonight. I don't think they're hopping on the plane and toasting with champagne. The, the only the only concern that I would have, Matt, and I apologize for jumping in on there. No, please. The only concern I would have is if the losses keep piling up to a point where at at some point there's it just kind of breaks and the fight isn't what it's been. Well, like, I think it's hard to keep fighting and fighting and fighting over and over and over and over yep. and over unless you win a couple. And I think that plays in line with what Steve Kerr said about, hey, we can't be you know, feeling like, oh, we're playing for lottery position and all that. We need to get better and win a few of these games to keep that competitive spirit alive. I think you're absolutely right. I think that's exactly what Steve Kerr is speaking to when he essentially gives the no moral victory speech right before Alec Burke says, uh, what a nice moral victory. I, I, I just don't know that as a player, especially as one of you know, in this game, the two guys who actually played really well. I'm not sure you can go through a season where you allow yourself to be crushed by each one of 55 losses. It's just, I don't think that's any better for your mental health than, you know, being excited about a loss. And again, I don't think these guys were excited. What I think they I assume they did what I just encouraged Warrior fans to do, which is if you're disappointed about losing to OKC by six, take a minute and think about the last time this team went to Oklahoma City and how much better this was. Not just 
on the scoreboard because ultimately it's a loss. But to watch. I mean, it's the difference between a game where your team was engaged the entire time and actually looked like they might have a chance to get back in it and win and a game where nothing of interest happened after the first five minutes. couple of notes here to close out the night. D'Angelo Russell, his 30-point night, uh, now three straight games that he's gone over 30. Watch out. The games that he's played in, 17 points in the third quarter, uh, a season high for any quarter, and his 112 points in the last three games Mm. that he's played are the most for any Warriors player since Stephen Curry did it uh, in January of, of this year, the most points scored in a three-game stretch for a Warriors player that wasn't Curry, Durant, or Clay Thompson since... Hold on, hold on. Baron Davis? A little more recent. More recent than Baron? Monte. Monte Ellis. All right. December 20th to 25th of 2010. All right. Good for Monte. So it's been about nine years since a player that wasn't Curry, Durant, or Clay Thompson has had a three-game stretch like D'Angelo Russell has had these last three games that he's played. So tonight, last night, and then the game against San Antonio before he went out. Yeah, and this matters. And I think it's... It's easy and natural for Warrior fans to have looked at his first 30-point game or even the 50-point game and not not totally get that this is who this guy is. I mean, this is why he became an all-star last year. He really is a great offensive basketball player. Now, how that fits with the Warriors' future, whether he plays enough defense to, to play for a, a title contender, that's all up for grabs. But what's not up for grabs is D'Angelo Russell is an immensely talented offensive player both as a ball handler, as a shooter, as a passer. The guy does everything on offense, pretty much, and he's fun to watch. Glenn Robinson, the third season-high 18 points, as that continues to play really solid. Yeah, he's been solid. Yeah. And and when he can knock down the three, he's an extremely useful player. And, and the two guys that stand out among guys that you'd maybe like to see on next year's team but might not be on next year's team just by circumstance are yeah. him and Burks. Agreed. They, they both, I mean, those would be great, you know, Nine, ninth, tenth, ten, yep. eleventh men. Burks maybe even like seven because he really can score. Uh, Robinson, if he hits the three, he's great. If not, uh, he's really just a defender. But look, that's what this year is about. Find those guys who you want around next year. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks to to Nash and Ryan and Alex for Matt Kolsky. Matt, we'll be back on Wednesday uh, as the Warriors will take on the Lakers. I'm back with Whitey Gleason and Jim Barnett on Monday from Chase Center. That's going to do it for us. You heard the Warriors and the Thunder. Warriors fall in OKC, 114-108. to You heard it right here, 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.